From deep inside the vaults of the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music, here is Tom Holmes, your curator and guide to vintage electronic music and audio experimentation. This episode, Remembering Klaus Schulze. recently lost Klaus Schulze, age 74. He was a pioneering and prolific composer of electronic music, an influence on the Berlin School, out of which Tangerine Dream emerged, but much more than that. Over the years, his sonic vision encompassed expansive works of mesmerizing electronic tapestries. His music was an immersive experience, woven together by hypnotic rhythms, audacious orchestral passages, and solos. He collaborated with many artists from his early days with Tangerine Dream and Ashra Temple to collaborations with Rainer Bloss, vocalist Lisa Girard, Pete Namluk, Bill Laswell, and a group that he called Ricard Wanfried. All told, and often depending on what you count, he released 55 solo albums over a 50-year career. In 2000, he released a retrospective CD collection of 50 albums called The Ultimate Edition, with many bonus tracks included. Yet he was not slowing down at all, always finding new electronic tools with which to express his musical vision. For instance, he has been producing music with vocalist Lisa Girard from 2008 to the present, resulting in six releases, and he was planning on yet another at the time of his death. With Pete Namluk, he collaborated on The Dark Side of the Moog, 11 albums spanning 1994 to 2008, inspired by themes from Pink Floyd. Namluk passed in 2012. I once asked Klaus about the influence of Karl-Heinz Stockhausen on his work. This seemed only natural, given the spacier components of both of their musics, but Schultz took great offense to this suggestion saying he had never really heard Stockhausen's music. His influences were really from pop music and jazz. His answer also informed me about what he felt about his own works. To Schultze, his music was fashioned with his own tools in his own studio, using a composition process that was as immersive as his performances. It was his own special kind of music, as he put it. Back in 2007, I reached out to Klaus Schulze to ask him a few questions about his music. I had heard his music for so many years, but had never really been in touch with him. 
So it was that I contacted him through his longtime friend and manager, Klaus D. Muller. The result was not exactly what I had expected. Schultz spoke about his special kind of music and his journey through whatever new technologies were available over the years. At the beginning, without a synthesizer, he created synthesizer-like sounds using, as he put it, an old electric organ, old guitar amps, and speakers. He fumbled with those until he got a strange sound out of them, but regularly the tools died an early death. His first synth was the EMS Synthi A, a small portable device that he was still using to make electronic backdrops and atmospheric effects. He went through stages of using the Moog Modular Synthesizer, which he acquired from Florian Frick of Papavu in 1976, plus several analog synthesizers from ARP. By the late 1970s, Schultz was using a huge assortment of electronic equipment, much of which has been documented in his albums from that time. See the podcast notes for details. These analog synths were notorious for going in and out of tune depending on the room temperature. He told me that he enjoyed setting up for inside concerts ahead of time so that his equipment could adjust to the ambient temperature in time for the performance, which would make his performances more predictable for him as well. Otherwise, he just listened closely and went with the flow. The coming of digital instruments in the 1980s eliminated the tuning issues, and he was widely known to experiment with many instruments. About this, he told me, I try to use always the best tools, which does not automatically mean that I only use the most expensive or newest things on the market, but I use what helps me the most. I use what my music requires the most. And again, there is that notion of using what his music required. For example, he still valued the sounds made by the Mini Moog and the EMS Synthi A, even though there were many versatile digital instruments also available to him. He clearly was a technology geek and admitted as much. He told me, I'm a musician, not a technician. I rarely think much about technology. I just use it. Have I told you that I never read the operating manuals? Not in 1975, and not today. So as we listen to some selections from the archives of Schultz's music, let's think about the musician and not the technician. For this podcast, I thought I would feature a number of works spanning Schultz's first decade, his analog decade. I think you will agree that he made music quite unlike all others, and which was later imitated by many. Let's listen now to selections from the archives for this episode called Remembering Close Schultze. This is Tom Holmes on the Archive of Electronic Music.
This is Tom Holmes. You are listening to Remembering Klaus Schulze on the Archive of Electronic Music.
You've been listening to Remembering Klaus Schultze on the Archive of Electronic Music. This is Tom Holmes. Details about these works can be found on the podcast website. Notes from the program are found on my blog, Noise and Notations, located at tomholmes.com. If you would like to learn more about the history of electronic music, please read my book, Electronic and Experimental Music, published by Routledge, in print or as an ebook. You may also want to read my book about sound art, also available from Routledge now. If you liked this podcast, I invite you to explore our library of past episodes. They span many genres, technologies, and artists associated with electronic music. So long from the archive of electronic music. All of the music heard in this podcast, unless otherwise indicated, is brought to you from the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music, a curated collection of vintage recordings. For a complete playlist, go to theholmesarchive.podbean.com. All crackles, surface noise, and other imperfections heard in this podcast are purely intentional. All intro, outro, and other incidental music is by Tom Holmes, unless otherwise noted in the playlist. For notes about this episode, please see the blog Noise and Notations at tomholmes.com. So long from deep inside the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music. <laughs>